What's up, kinfolk? It's RJ Young. I am not on a step mill. Thank you for downloading, viewing the number one ranked show. This is day two of our Big Ten Media Day special. Of course, in this one, we're going to talk with Ohio State coach Ryan Day, who's going to tell us about his team, perhaps not about his quarterback, but maybe about all three of his quarterbacks. Going to talk a little bit with Rutgers head coach, Greg Schiano about helping turn that program around and what he is excited about in 2021. And I got some outstanding answers to some questions like, who has the best uniform? Who was your favorite college football player? Tavon Austin, you, you, you owe me a debt. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, let's get to the interviews themselves. I'm here with Ohio State head coach, Ryan Day. Coach, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, sir, I'm good. good. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching y'all start a season in November, end a season in January, and still play for a national championship. Has it all settled in for you, one, how hard that was, and two, just what your team was able to accomplish in 2020? I think it's settled in. I still don't think we've seen all the ramifications of what that meant. You know, we still have a lot of young guys on our team that uh, haven't had a spring practice, you know, from last year. They missed six games. Now we finally got to our spring this year, so that was good. But you know, 45 young players, first and second year guys. So uh, it, it, it's going to take a toll on us for a little while. But I, I think that we also got stronger from it. We learned a lot from ourselves. Uh, but I'm glad it's behind us. So you gave a, a press conference just a little bit after the season ended. One of the things you had said is, hey, we just need some time off. We, we got to recharge. This yep. was very hard. How did you use that time? Yeah, I just, you know, we get with family and then we travel. Uh, a lot of times we go back up, up to where we're from, where our family, both my wife and I are from the same hometown. And so uh, we'll go back and, and um, you know, visit there. It's kind of our way to get away a little bit and recharge, um, try to get away a little bit as a family, do some vacation stuff. And, um, you know, the more we can do that, the more recharged we are for the season. We tell coaches a lot that they hit the ground running. But in your case, I think there's a new bar that has been set just with the success that you've had and how well things have been going at Ohio State. Did you feel any pressure when you first took this job? And do you still feel pressure with this job? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the pressure, and they say what's the hardest part of the job, it's mm -hmm. that, it's the pressure and expectations. I mean, you're coming off a legendary coach in, in Urban Meyer mm -hmm. who uh, was 7-0 and against a team up north and you know, unbelievable record and everything he's done, national championship. So, and then you then you think about all the, the history of great coaches that have come before, and Jim Tressler, mm -hmm. you know, and. Uh, uh, you got John Cooper, you got Earl Bruce, Woody Hayes. And so when, when, sometimes when you take a deep breath and you look at the list of those guys, you know, it gives you pause. Um, but but I, I think at the end of the day, all you can do is just focus on doing a great job right now. You start to worry too much about all that other stuff. You get distracted. And that's what we try to do. Coach Urban once told me that he feels relief at the end of that game. Like he just, it's like, no, it's not really elation. It's okay, all right, we got that one in the books. Right. Let's move on to the next. And you did that in recruiting this year. I gotta say, I was very impressed with how you guys were able to respond with all the restrictions that we've had. We went 16 months without kids being able to travel, really take in universities. Yeah. Who do you credit when you look at this 2021 class that you were able to put together? Yeah, I mean, it's everybody. It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, you know, Mark Pantone does an unbelievable job, but it, it, the assistants, mm -hmm. when you think about, you know, Larry Johnson and Brian Hartline, Tony Alford uh, did an unbelievable job. Um, you know, Kerry Combs. I mean, we have some really good recruiters on our staff. And the one thing that I think we've done a, a really good job of is making sure that they understand the way they're being recruited is the way they're going to be treated. Mm. And there can't be any de-recruiting when they get here. Mm. And so opening that up, understanding that this, you know, really, you know, people talk about a family environment, but I think when people, 
you know, feel what our environment is like, they, they feel that. Now, they didn't have the opportunity to walk in the woody. I say that all the time. When you walk in the woody, you just know um, that, you know, people care about each other. Uh, we didn't have that opportunity, so we had to find ways virtually to do that. And, um, and, and again, you just got to tip your hat to, to the staff and, and the way those guys build those relationships. And then our, the guys that jumped in early, you know, Kyle McCord and Jack Sawyer and some of those, they recruited the, the guys that, you know, signed in the class as well. So they became really tight. No, like I got to know Reed really well throughout this right. process, and yeah, I'm very impressed by him. Yep. A kid coming out of Ironton, I, I expect yep. a couple of years going to be the backbone of your defense. Yep. I need to be asked you, and I would be remiss if I didn't, how are your quarterbacks progressing? What do you like about each one of those guys? Yeah, I mean, they're doing a good job. They don't have, there's no way to, you know, replace experience. You know, they, they got to play and they need reps, and they didn't have that last year. So, you know, we're a little behind there. But I think all, all three of them, you know, Kyle just got here, um, you know, this, this January, but has really assimilated quickly. Uh, his body's changed. Uh, he's done a really good job leadership-wise. You know, he really showed that he can command the offense. Um, and then you have C.J. Uh, Stroud, who, uh, you know, he, you know, played a little bit last year, but didn't throw a pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish he had been able to play in some games along with Jack Miller. Uh, he didn't, so, but he, but he had a good solid spring. And then same thing with Jack. Jack got in some games, scored a touchdown. Um, in one of the games, I think it was early, maybe might have been the first game of the year, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, showed some growth as well. But, you know, they don't know what they don't know. I and mean, that's what young quarterbacks, you know, that's, that's how it works. But the good news is for all three of them, if they focus on the development, mm-hmm. not so much about who's the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year, it's a long way to January. Mm-hmm. And the good news is we have a really good supporting cast around them. So if they can just make routine plays routinely, take care of the football, then they're going to be successful. No, like the, the joke I say is you had to exist in those two seconds between distributing the ball to Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and your outstanding backfield. Now, sure. I've been watching Travion Henderson for a very long time, uh, and I say very long time since about sophomore in high school, so that long. Yep. But that kid looks to be special to me. Has he flashed any of that to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he flashed a few times in the spring for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, very serious. He's, mm-hmm. he's a really special young man. I walked by him in the hot tub. And he was doing some, you know, warming up or whatever before, and he had his phone on him, and I thought he'd be on Instagram or something like that. He was on uh, uh, one of the stock market things. I said, what are you looking at? He says, well, I bought some of Tesla yesterday. He took some of his, his money, and he invested it in Tesla. You know, and I think just goes to show you what kind of a kid he is. He's really thoughtful, really mature, but has a chance to be special. How much are you going to lean on a guy like Seven Banks to try to make your secondary into what it has been in years past? Yeah, no, I mean, Seven's going to have to play for us. Mm-hmm. You know, veteran guys have to play veteran if you want to be great, if you want to make a run uh, in December and January. And so uh, Seven, you know, now is going to be healthy. Um, you know, we got more depth so we can, we can roll some of those guys now. We got Cam Brown back. We got some of those young guys now showing up. So we have more depth uh, than we had last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think with another year under his belt, a, year, a whole year development that we didn't have the year before, spring practice, uh, he's going to be good. We hear a lot about Coach Johnson's room, and I make the joke that whoever is eligible for the draft or coming out of the Ohio State defensive line room, you just take him, <laughs> sight unseen, whatever it might be. But one of the ways in which I got to know how important he is to you is you weren't able to go to a game, and this is the man that you left in charge. What is it about Coach Johnson that you trust so much and makes him such a great coach? Well, he was, he was a great uh, high school head coach mm-hmm. um, and has an unbelievable uh, tradition of developing defensive linemen. That, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, but he, you know, when he gets up in front of a group, people are listening. Mm-hmm. He's very well thought out, a lot of respect, 
and you know he he knows how to command a room and uh, I think you know part of uh, what makes him special is just that and you know I knew you know I think it was on a th either Wednesday or Thursday when I got taken out of there with a few of the guys you know didn't even think twice handed it over to coach Jay and, and he did a great job and the guys responded you can see in the locker room after the game some of the videos and they're dumping Gatorade on him and dancing with him that the guys you know relate to him even though maybe he isn't as close to age as some of the other coaches uh, he still over the years has found a way to relate to his players one of the traditions that I have become wise to in the last few years of growing up in Oklahoma right watching the Big Ten from the outside is the removal of the black stripe could you tell us more about what that ritual is for yeah. Ohio State? Yeah, so, um, you know, when guys come in as freshmen, uh, they all have a black stripe. It doesn't matter, actually, if you're a freshman or if you're a transfer. If you're new to the program, you have a black stripe right in the middle of your helmet. Mm. And then uh, whenever you start making enough plays where you've now become a guy, mm. um, you know, you then have uh, your stripe taken off. And so um, with C.J. Barnett now, used to be Ryan Stamper, gets up in front of the group, and uh, he'll say, we have a stripe, everyone gets excited. He calls out who it is. Uh, that person will get up with their big brother. The big brother rips off the stripe, and then he gets up, says a few things, says "Go Bucks," and and that means he's initi You know, he's officially now a Buckeye. Right on, Coach. I want to pivot to what I think are going to be some fun questions. So please, by all means, have fun with them. Sure. Um, the first one I have for you is: Can you say three nice things about your rival? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like the definitiveness of that no. Okay, who was your favorite college football player growing up? Uh, if I had to name one, I really enjoyed watching Charlie Ward. Mm. Yeah, Charlie Ward was fun to watch. Um, I loved those years, work done. I used to like watching you know, Florida State. At that time growing up, they were a really good, good team. And, uh, he was dynamic. I like watching him play as a basketball player as well. Uh, but playing quarterback, you know, he was really dynamic in the college football game. And those were great teams and fun to watch. If you could add a player from a movie, TV show that played football, who would you add to your roster? Hmm. Well, you know, Alvin Mack from the program was Wyatt Davis's dad. Yeah. So, and I love Dwayne. He's a great dude. So I think if I had to say one, I think I'd say Dwayne. I was about to say, go with Alan Mack and not Featherstone. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure we do that. No, I appreciate that. I've had Steve Latimer uh, as an answer, oh, too. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm going to go with Alan Mack myself, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, one I've given to all of the coaches, uh, what was the last job you had before going into coaching? Um, I worked for a winner. Um, no, I was actually... It was, it was at the, uh, it was an arcade. So when I was uh, in college, me and a few of my buddies worked at an arcade in, uh, in Hampton, New Hampshire. Uh, it was called Playland Arcade. And the funny thing was that uh, Billy O'Brien worked there as well, uh, the head coach of the, the te uh, Texans who's now with, um, um, now with uh, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And when I see him, I laugh about that all the time. I say, maybe we shouldn't be telling anybody that that was one of our jobs. But, it, but when we were in college, um, the gentleman who owns it was a very generous man, took great care of us, and we would spend our summers working at the arcade. Last one of these is, who, not named Ohio State, has the best uniforms in college football? Mm, uniforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what it is. My wife wouldn't agree because she doesn't like it, but when we were at Florida, I liked the blue and the orange. I don't know why I liked it. She didn't, 
so she thought it was crazy, but I kind of liked the Florida uniforms. No, monochromatically, those go together. Go together. <laughs> uh, Coach, I had the audacity to put together the all-time Big Ten offense and defense as I saw it. Oh, wow. Who am I missing? This is uh, first-team offense? Yes, sir. And first-team defense is on the uh, other card. Oh, you got Zika now? I mean, that's pretty. Let me see if defense. It's a pretty good list. I tell the kids, like I, I've told some of the coaches. No Bosa, huh? No, no Bosa. No Bosa? I can only have two ends, coach. I know, but okay. those dudes are freaks. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree. As a matter of fact, uh, I gave this to Zach. He said, yeah, uh, you got to have them both. I said, well, I don't have any two tackles. Yeah, you do. <laughs> he said, yeah, you do. <laughs> you got two Bosas. <laughs> no, it's a pretty good. It's a great list. Okay. I'm probably forgetting somebody. Yeah, the one that people have been loudest about is there's no Archie. All right, well, yeah. Yeah. Somehow winning two Heisman seems to stick out. Yeah, I know. Archie was special. Yeah, man. You know, Archie had such an impact on so many people in the city of Columbus. You know, when you hear the stories, I had no idea, but, mm. you know, growing, growing up there and then playing there and then staying there, you know, now that I've been in Columbus for five years, it's just, I can't tell you how many people have talked to me about, you know, when I grew up, uh, you know, I watched Archie play and then the impact he had on the youth and so many people in that area is pretty special. So I'll go with Archie too. Okay. And that's <laughs> what you would want for your kids. Exactly right. Exactly right. That. Yeah. Ohio State coach Ryan Day, thank you so much, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here with Ohio State players Thayer Mumford, Jeremy Ruckert, Zach Harrison. How you guys doing? Very good. How are you? I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. How excited are y'all to play in front of a full shoot? Let's start with you there. I can't wait. I know everybody else cannot wait on our team too, because like last year, of course, like COVID was like so hard, just to like, get ready. You know, our first series was actually pretty good, but mm -hmm. after that, it was like, all right, we gotta bring our own energy as well. Right on, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, my favorite part about playing at Ohio State is the whole game day atmosphere of waking up in the morning and doing the whole game day walk and seeing all your family come out to to support you and then just see the full stadium. It's nothing like it, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get that back. What you guys act? It's going to be electrifying, man. I can't wait. The first game around the tunnel, see see a red everywhere. They're cheering on their feet loud. It's going to be a good time. What was the most difficult thing for you, Thayer, last year in preparing each day to try to play football? Uh, not knowing if we're going to play or not because mm -hmm. Um, we had one game we, we was su supposed to play, but like, he had to cancel because of COVID. And mm -hmm. COVID like, was like the biggest thing for us. And we, it was like a hard thing mentally just to like, prepare for all that. You know, who's going to go win? If somebody goes down, everybody got to be ready. But um, at the end of the year, like everybody was ready just to go in and play. And some young guys uh, stepped up as well. I mean, tell me about these tight ends, man, because we've given a lot of love to the wide receivers here lately. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's all right. It's how it goes. We're okay. used to it. But, um, you know, hopefully we can change that up pretty soon, change the narrative. Um, we've been working hard. We work just hard. We do, uh, we do what an offensive tackle does and what the receiver does. So, I mean, hopefully we can get a little bit more love. I, I'm, I'm, on your behalf, I'm going to ask Coach Day to start throwing you to rock just a little bit, just a little bit. Zach, man, I look at, at your position. Y'all loaded everywhere, mm -hmm. and you got these two very talented freshmen that are going to mm -hmm. help you out. How do you feel about your defensive line? I'm excited. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, a veteran group now that we got in D-line, and, and 
we all know what it takes to, to get to our goals and to reach our goals, and we've taken that, that approach personally. Mm -hmm. That like, you know, the nation doesn't really know us. Like we're a bunch of no-name guys, is what Coach Jay always says. And so we're excited to you know, go prove all the doubters wrong and, and just ball out this season. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and overrule Coach Jay and say, no, we, we know. We, we, we know, we know what comes out of that room. At this point is, hey, who, who, who is eligible for the draft on that line? Cool, that, that's our first round pick. Uh, it's fine, it's fine. So going into this year, you guys are gonna open against Minnesota, right? You open with a Big Ten game, September 4th. How is it gonna feel when you know <laughs> you're walking into there and you're going to have an opportunity to run the table once again? I feel great, okay. you know? I, you know, Minnesota is a great team. You know, we expect them to actually bring their best as well. But also, uh, just having that first game, seeing their fans, mm. like for me, it's going to be quite nice just to see like fans and people be right <coughs> by each other, you know, high five each other if they score a touchdown. But also, when we score touchdowns, we gonna feel it'll be quiet as well. <laughs> so I can't wait for that part either. Right on, Jeremy. I'm going to give you the first of what I think is the fun questions. Okay. Fun questions. Uh, say three nice things about your rival. Um, respected program, mm. uh, traditional, and nothing else. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Zach, what you got? Uh, man. Um, the team of North, they, uh, they're a respected program. They got a really rich tradition. Nothing else. <laughs> Swallow hard. There. What you got? Uh, respect the program. 100%, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't really think of it. <laughs> I, I, I actually do. I got one. They, have, they have pretty cool away jerseys. Okay. Come they're on they're white on white. Come on now. The one on one is actually pretty cool. That's 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 it. He said you can't be saying that. I mean, big stadium. It's pretty big. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Thayer, who is your favorite movie football player? Hoo I say Michael Orr. Yeah. Uh, the reason why is because. Um, he went through a lot. Okay. You know, I read his book about what actually went on mm. um, during that time when he was with uh, Ole Miss and stuff. And, you know, just seeing how he grew up, seeing um, what he accomplished during the times that he was in the NFL and in college football, that motivates me and hopefully other tackles or other offensive line players um, that look up to him, you know, just to strive for greatness. Jeremy, who's your favorite? Uh, Bobby Boucher, okay. the water boy. I think he, uh, he tell he, he's got some, some wire different. You gotta respect that. I, I wouldn't want to block him. Zach. Earl Maggot from the longest yard. It's, it's nice. The running it's back. Nice. Yeah. I wish Nelly could run the ball. Like yeah. That, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Okay, guys. Uh, who has the best uniforms in college football? And you cannot say Ohio State. The Buckeyes. I said you can't say Ohio State. I said State. I didn't <laughs> say Ohio State. <laughs> he said it anyway. <laughs> I didn't say Ohio State. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I like the the uniforms that they wear in like the Army Navy game. Okay. How they like 
make their own, like they paint the helmets and everything like that. I think those are pretty sweet. I like watching that every year. Yeah, man. It was all black, go hard. Hey, what you got? Uh, <laughs> uh, any team that wears all black or all white. Any team? Any team. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell the Rutgers guys that you, uh, you appreciate the uniforms. <laughs> all right. Guys, I put together what I thought was the all-time best offense and defense ever in Big Ten history. All right. Who did I miss? See and feel that. free to trade. Mm. Got Nick on defense. Uh, def uh, Nick and Joey. Yeah, yeah. Nick and Joey. Yeah. Forgot Not the best on that list. I got. I got. I, wait a second. I can't have both of them and Chase. It's uh, four D lineman spots. That's yeah. only three it's of them. It's three D ends. Hey, you can kick one of them inside. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Who else? Who else was hard? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. We staring. Um, we we staring hard. Yeah. A few more Buckeye running backs. Eddie George. Yeah. Archie, Archie Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Archie. Two yeah. I was He's waiting on the list. Two Heisman. Depends yeah. on how you feel about the Heisman. Justin win win the Heisman. But but Archie won two of them. But 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 Justin didn't win one. Yeah, but that's obvious. Right, yeah. That's the obvious one. You know what? We could continue to argue about it, but I got to get y'all up out of here. Cool. There, Jeremy, Zach, thank you so much for this, guys. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you. Thank you. I know. I'm here with Indiana players, Michael Penix, Ty Freifogel, Michael McFadden. Guys, how you doing? Good. Great. Good great. I know. Great, I, sir. All right, like, let's start with this. Y'all the freshest I didn't see, so who, who went shopping together? We all went, we shopping all went together. together. For real? <laughs> okay. I didn't know that they got it like yet in this state. I, it's my first trip to Indiana. Where I need to oh, go. Okay, okay. Uh, what you what you trying to do? Man, I'm trying to get. I can't rock no window panes like this. The fashion mall not too far from here. Sacks for the McQueens. Okay. All right. Look, look, look. You from Loosedale, right? For sure. Okay. I grew up in Hattiesburg. Oh, we right down the street. See, that's what I'm saying. We I'm right saying. down like, the street. Like, let's start with that. How you end up in Indiana? Really, just. Coach Heard, you know, he was at Ole Miss, you know, he was recruiting me from Ole Miss and he left and went to Indiana and he told me to come take a visit and I ended up liking it and messing with it. So I'm here now I'm in this spot with these people. I about to say, this, this, that's the South on flavor. I For like sure. That. I like that. Michael, man, after last season, the way that y'all played, the way that the season ended for you, what are you excited about this year? I'm just excited to be back on the field with the guys. You know, obviously it didn't. In, in my favor, uh, but um, in the team's favor as well, you know, the bowl game and stuff. But we're, we're excited to be back out uh, this year. You know, we've been working extremely hard this offseason, so I can't wait to see what the uh, season holds. I know. Mike, man, defense was stout last year. How did y'all know going out, especially starting the season so late, that you had a nice defense? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, all the guys, just the preparation and the work ethic that everybody put towards, uh, you know, it's kind of weird having two half-fall camps at the beginning of the season, but everybody just stayed consistent with it, and, uh, yeah, we put the work toward it. Right on. Ty, what was the toughest thing about getting through 2020 for you? Um, I would say just, you know, getting quarantined, just it would start up, we'll get quarantined, we'll start up, get quarantined, just kind of just being able to be together and just get a chemistry going, just get a full chemistry going. 
together with the football team because half the team will be quarantined, half will be not. Michael, when did the team start to click for you? Um, when I first got here, really. For real? When I first got here, I knew okay. like it was so much potential. You know, um, with Ty's class and our class coming in, you know, we were all young. Mm -hmm. You know, we like we had a couple of guys in our class that played a lot freshman year. Right. Pretty sure Michael was one of them. He played a lot freshman year. Um, you know, we had a, a lot of good guys. You know, a lot of people that really, really buy in. A lot of people that really want want to be great. So I feel like having that on the team is definitely a great thing. You know, we got. Like a lot of young guys, especially, you know, they're, they're pushing, you know, um, pushing each other. And obviously us as the older guys, you know, we're pushing them as well. And, and they listen to us and they trust that, you know, we'll, we'll help them be great. And we all trust each other. And uh, Coach Allen uh, on our side, you know, obviously it's a great, great feeling as well too. Mike, can you tell me a story that is fit for camera about Coach Allen getting hyped? I mean, yeah, there's probably too many that we could all share here. But, um, I mean, I know you guys probably saw during the Michigan game when he tackled Monster. But there's been a few occasions where he we, – we don't do it anymore, but we have this thing called the breakthrough drill. And it's pretty much three versus three. And, you know, it's, it's a physical drill for sure, and Coach Allen likes that. And every time the play's over, there's usually a big pile of guys just on the, on the ground or whatnot. And Coach Allen usually just does a nosedive in there, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, he's, he's always involved. What does it mean for you specifically to know that your coach is going to be that hype? You go make a play. Yeah, no, I think it, you know it, it just spreads throughout the team, and everybody kind of feeds off off the energy he brings, and um, you know he he parties and celebrates like a player, and it's 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 cool to just be a part of that. So I want to switch to what I think are some fun questions. Okay, Michael, I'm gonna start with you. Say three nice things about your rival. I can't. <laughs> Ty, can you? Uh, I don't, I don't know nothing nice about them. Micah. I mean, yeah, I got one. I got one. Okay, all right. Um, they they in our state. <laughs> they in our state. They in our state. Okay, okay. Taking ownership. I like that. I like that. All right, fellas. I put together what I thought was the best all-time. Big Ten offense and defense. Feel free to trade. Let me know who I left off. You left us off. Who am I putting on from you, from Indiana? Can you say it again? Who am I putting on? You left all of us off. Uh, all y'all still there. playing. Oh, oh, this supposed to, oh, this like pass. Well, I mean, I'm gonna let y'all finish. Y'all gotta finish playing in the Big Ten before you consider oh. for the list. Come on, oh, okay, man. Okay, okay, okay. Be Left that. all us After this season, we're going to be Wait, so what was your question? <laughs> Who did I leave off of the all-time Big Ten offense and defense oh. that ain't named Michael Penix, Ty Fry Fogel, and Michael McFadden? <laughs> oh. Did this go back to? Ever. Ever? Ever. Go ahead. It's all right. I mean, some of these linebackers. I, I like Ryan Shazier, LeVar Arrington. There's probably a few Penn State linebackers you probably could have put in there. Sean Lee, even Michael Parsons recently, he was a baller. Um, Ryan Kerrigan, okay. But you can't put anybody from Purdue on there, so you probably got to remove that. I don't want to see that. J.K. Dobbins was a dog. See, all right. Yeah, I got I, Jonathan Taylor. I was expecting one of y'all. One of y'all. Jonathan Taylor Randall, Zeke, huh? though. 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I was gonna say him too. Okay. I mean, anywhere, really. I never you can watched, put him anywhere. I never watched. I seen highlights. See, Antoine Randall was my dude growing up because he, you know, ultimate short king energy. You know, leaping up over offensive linemen and throw passes. I'm with that. I had a hard time not putting him at quarterback. I really thought about it, so I appreciate you saying so. I think Saquon's got to be on there too. For real? Saquon. Yeah. Okay. Saquon was nice. Oh my god. <laughs> he said, "Oh gosh." I mean, he took. No one was against us, but the two opening kickoff returns, that's legendary. Okay. Sure. Micah, Ty, Michael, thank y'all so much for this, man. It's fun. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank you it, man. Right on. I'm here with Indiana head coach Tom Allen. Coach, how you doing? Doing awesome. Good to see you. You too, sir. So last year, I got to say, y'all could surprise the hell out of me, <laughs> right? And I, I'm saying that trying to be very honest about it. I'm sure. not sure that a lot of folks are just going to mm -hmm. come out and say it. Yeah. But did they surprise the hell out of you last year? Uh, no. Okay. I, uh, I expected our team to have a great season. Hmm. Now, I couldn't predict every one of the games for sure, but uh, no, we had high expectations going in. So when you look at that season, you look at how your kids responded, mm -hmm. what were you most proud of? You know, just everything that we'd been through. You know, when you, you the whole off season was so chopped up yes, and then you start the season and then you get delayed and then you start it again. And so just being able to stay disciplined and stay the course through all the unknowns, all the uncertainty. Um, I think that they stayed uh, tremendously disciplined through the process. And I think uh, the strength of our culture probably came to the forefront, you know, for, to allow us to be able to perform at a high level amidst all those difficulties. So, um, and I just think even just, uh, you know, just anytime you face adversity together, I think you grow closer together. So it was an awesome experience for our guys. When I look at Michael Penix Jr., the thing that I think about most is the stretch to the end zone. Mm -hmm. I wonder what you think about most. Uh, just the thing that jumps out to me is just competitive greatness. Mm -hmm. And he is at his best when it counts the most. And uh, some guys got that in him, you mm -hmm. know, and he, he just plays his best football at critical times against the best opponents, you know. And so, uh, and that would be an example of that. You know, you think of how that, that game ended, mm -hmm. you know, the final drive. I mean, he was just, I mean, throw after throw after throw. It wasn't just like it was one play. Mm -hmm. It was multiple plays. And he, he even the, the previous two-point play that he, that he got to get us into overtime, I mean, it was – it was just on his own, you know, mm -hmm. because the way the way the defense, you know, the call that we had, it was really should the ball should have been thrown out, but he just said, no, I want to take it, and uh, he just made a guy miss and got in the end zone when numerically they had the advantage, you know, defensively. So, but he's just a, a guy that just steps up and makes big plays in those key moments, and our players know that, so they know there's time on the clock, and he's in the huddle. We got a chance. I love how you gave him credit for that because I know in the film room a lot of coaches have been like, what, what are you doing here? This, yeah. this is not going to work for us in, in the future, son. That's right. But you know what? You know, you put your playmakers in position to make plays. And at the end of the day, they got to make those plays, you know. And so you got to recruit them, you got to develop them, and you got to turn them loose. You were one of those programs, like, like many, that got better through the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Why did you need to go get a guy like Stephen Clark? Well, you know, a guy like um, Stevie Scott ended up going pro a year early, yes, and uh, which, was, you know, we supported him that decision. You know, he wanted to do that, and so that left a void for us. You know, we really weren't expecting that to happen. And so uh, he was a young man that, that Coach McCull had already coached mm -hmm. and knew well, 
and that was the big thing for me. You know, we have our culture special, and we're trying to protect that. But we want we want to enhance it with uh, with great players that fit with us. And so I think Steven's a guy that fits with us and brings a tremendous skill set. You know, he's got speed and power, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's a good blocker in pass pro. So I would say he's a complete back. But that that allowed us to be able to because coach knew him that this guy can come in here and and fit a need that we had. We got a, a lot of good players, but they're young, not a lot of experience in that room but you add him in there with those four younger guys and it gives a chance to have a really really good feel to it why are you having so much fun like and yeah. I, I, I want to I want to follow that up because sure. I, I understand that you uh, you have this image that folks have of you but I wonder why are you yeah. having so much fun I just feel so blessed okay. to do what I do I mean I I'm doing what I feel I was created to do um, I feel like I'm fulfilling the purpose for which I was put on this earth and when you when you know that and you feel that way it creates passion you know, and so I don't have to give myself a pep talk to come into work every day. I genuinely love coaching this team. Mm. I love impacting young men's lives. Uh, I really believe it is bigger than football for me. And because of that, you know, if it's just about wins and losses, I mean, they come and they go. And uh, your life can be pretty up and down when you focus on that. But when it's about the players and developing relations with them and, and seeing them become the men they were created to be, that's pretty special. Coach, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions now. So please, by all means, have fun with them. Okay. But one I've given to all the coaches, what is the last job you had before you went into coaching? Okay, that'd have to be carpenter work. Really? Yes. So my dad was my high school coach, but he was also a licensed carpenter in the summertime. So we roofed houses, painted houses, uh, did remodeling, built garages. You know, we couldn't build a house because you can't build one in the summertime, but uh, pretty much everything else. And so that was our, that was my last job. I did it all through college. And that's uh, kind of once I uh, um, got into coaching, I haven't done much of it since, but yeah, that was it. Right on coach. No, I like that. <laughs> Working with your hands. Yes. Oh, you learned some stuff. No question. Came up uh, turning wrenches as an auto mechanic, put myself through school. So I appreciate that. How about that? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, another fun question I get to the players and I get to the coaches. Who was your favorite college football player growing up? Favorite college football player growing up? Wow. Bo Jackson. Really? Yeah. Just, okay. Just because he was just, I mean, you know, you just think about the, the talent, the, you know, watching him as a baseball player, football player, you know, but just, Wow, he just kind of took my breath away. You know, he's pretty special. Man, man. drafted what? Number yeah. one overall in the NFL? It's crazy. It's just so sad that he didn't get a chance to have a career like we all knew he could, you know, but with this hip injury. But, yeah, no, I'm pretty – yeah, he's – there's been several, but he jumps out to me. Can you say three nice things about your rival? The, the university or the coach? The university. Okay. But you can include the coach and say something nice. Um, I respect – Coach Brom, highly. Uh, I think he's an excellent football coach. I think he's a fine person. Uh, really respect him as a family man as well. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything positive to say about Purdue. <laughs> okay, that's good. Oh, yeah. No, I was, uh, I was given this list that I'm going to give you in a second here to, to Micah, and he says, oh, I can't have any Boilermakers on here, man. I'm sorry about that. No, I like that, Coach. Yeah. Uh, coach, I had the audacity to put together what I thought were the all-time Big Ten offense and defense, history of the league. Tell me who I left off. Hmm. Anthony Thompson. Ooh. Why Anthony Thompson? I thought he was the greatest running back in the Big Ten. He's oh, definitely wow. the best running back in the history of Indiana football. Okay. Should have won the Heisman. 
Should have won the Heisman. You know, I got I got a bone to pick with that committee over yeah, most so, of the time. That's right. So if he'd win the Heisman, he'd probably be on this list if he won the Heisman. So uh, he's he's the one that jumps out to me. Uh, <laughs> I was very happy to hear again. Credit to Mike on this. Antoine Randall L. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's that, you, he's darn right because I don't <laughs> know if there was a more, you know, because because you think about him mm-hmm. and what he did. You know himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he created. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a high school coach when he was when right. he was playing at uh, um, at IU for Coach Cameron, and uh, whew, pretty special. No, we, like, we gotta go find us one of those now. Well, hey, look, <laughs> anybody that's got to leap over the offensive line and throw passes, they still let you play quarterback. Yeah. That's that's gonna be my no guy. Doubt. Yeah, for sure. No, he was special. That's good. I'm glad that they said that. That's great. Well, Indiana coach Tom Allen, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the time, sir. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Leo. Here with Iowa head coach, Kirk Ferentz. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm Excellent. just trying to, to put in pers- pers- to perspective the career that you've had at Iowa in particular, both as a head coach and as an assistant. You get asked about this often enough that you have a good answer as to what's it been like for you to spend most of your career at Iowa? It, it's, it's pretty unusual in this, okay. this day and age yeah. right now. And uh, ironically, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So, you know, probably the closest thing the Steelers have had three head coaches mm-hmm. since 1969. We've had two since 1979. So very, very uh, fortunate, very unique. And uh, right along with that, we've had three athletic directors since 1970. So uh, if you come examine the, the programs at Iowa, a lot of stability there. A lot of our coaches have long tenures. And a lot of the coaches that have worked for you, worked with you, played for you, have also had really outstanding careers. We were just talking about uh, newest addition to our team, uh, Coach Stoops, uh, former Oklahoma head coach and one of my favorite people. Uh, can you tell us a good story sure. about Coach Stoops? <laughs> I can. First of all, I'm uh, happy for Bob in his retirement, mm-hmm. but college football lost a really good man. Uh, not only an excellent coach, but a really good man. But, but what, a, what a tremendous human being. He was a junior when I got to Iowa in 1981, junior on that first Rose Bowl team, uh, first championship team for Coach Fry. And uh, interestingly enough, he and Andre Tippett are both going to go into the College Football Hall of Fame this year together, both teammates and uh, just tremendous impacts. Now, Bob stayed on as a coach, a young coach at GA, and then uh, became a part-time coach with us. But little-known fact is he saved my marriage. Uh, I think it was the 84, 85, my wife sent me out to paint our house. We had a a wood frame, three-bedroom house, and I'd still be out there working on it right now. Uh, Bob, Bob grew up painting houses. His dad was a high school coach, so they painted houses in the summer. And he did all the trim for me. He, there was a big peak. He got up on a ladder, up on his tippy toes getting that. I'd still be trying to get that done. So uh, we always joke about it. He saved my whole marriage that, that year. How have you been able to keep yourself uh, enthusiastic about what you do? And I mean that not just as a coach, but there's a lot of folks that don't get to do a job for 23 years and don't want to. But yeah. apparently... You enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. Um, uh, going back to 10th grade, I, I was impacted by a high school coach, and I knew I wanted to coach and teach. So, and a lot of times you think you know things, and that, that's not true, but th- this one panned out. It's really what I love doing and have all the way through. Uh, I've never had to have a job, uh, so I became a head coach, not intentionally, it just happened. Uh, but I enjoyed being a line coach. I enjoyed being a high school coach. I've never had a bad job. So I think part of that's just, you know, it's what I like doing. So fortunately, I'm, I'm doing something I like doing. I'm in a place where I really like doing it, and I'm with people I have a lot of respect for. 
And not only respect for them, but I like them. So I think there's a, a good environment that way. And, um, you know, I just, uh, right now, I still get anxious about games. I get anxious about seasons. And I get excited about both those things. So as long as you have that feeling, why quit? And if there's one good thing that came out of the pandemic, uh, my wife, after about 10, 14 days, gave me permission to keep working because she decided I, don't, I don't, shouldn't be in the house with her too much, too extensively. <laughs> that became very apparent to her. Might be why Bob has a job now. There you go. Might be a there part you of go. it. <laughs> yeah, could be something to that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a name, Coach, sure. and uh, tell me what you think of it. Duke Slater. Yeah, greatness and uh, pioneer, mm. uh, if you think about that. He's a great football player at the University of Iowa. They've got a beautiful bronze. Um, I don't know if you want to call it a statue, but it's a projection out of our stadium now, Kinnick on the other end. Uh, but just a tremendous career at the University of Iowa, a really good story uh, about him coming to the University of Iowa. Uh, first black lineman in the NFL, uh, going in the NFL Hall of Fame this year, coincidentally. And as I understand it, one of the first black judges in the Chicagoland area. So not only a tremendous football player at Iowa, but also a tremendous student and a, a very respected uh, adult person in his adult life. So, you know, just a very, very special person in our history. One of the things that I've always been pressed about about this league um, as an outsider looking in and really getting to know it is how long it has been around. Yeah. And him having played in 1918, 1921 tells me that? a lot about, goodness me, how long Iowa has been playing football. But last year was unlike any other year that anybody's ever had. Uh, even for you who has seen, I like to think, most of this game as it has evolved over the last 40 years so plus, what was last year like for you? It was uh, memorable, first mm. and foremost. Okay. Um, you know, you ask about what keeps you going. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and last year was a very challenging year mm. for our entire country, whether you talk about the medical aspect, the social justice issues, all the things that were going on and right in front of us last year. So it just, it's a great reminder, I think, in life that uh, you never have things figured out. You think you've seen a lot, and, and you know, as you get older, you have seen a lot, <laughs> but you've never seen everything, and there's no way to be prepared for everything that can come at you. And, but I also think, you know, right along with that, it takes you right back to your fundamentals. It's like sports, right? Uh, when things go, when the wheels start coming off in football, you fall back on your fundamentals. Mm -hmm. I think you do the same thing in life, and, and you really you put trust in people, you listen to people, uh, you hear what they had to say, and then you try to plan an intelligent path moving forward. And whether it was the COVID, the social justice issues, that's exactly what we did last year. So in some strange way, as hard as the year was, as challenging as the year was, it was gratifying uh, when December came around um, because we were able to, to overcome a lot of obstacles and overcome uh, a lot of things that we faced in, in, a, in a positive way. I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions, Coach, sure. so by all means have fun with them. Uh, the first one is, can you say three nice things about your rival? No, I can't do that. <laughs> Why would I? I mean, you know. Well, and which rival? Well, see, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, a problem. Well, when I, when I asked Coach Frost, uh, he told a story about you okay. being kind enough to him to call him after the passing of his father. Yeah. And that was one of the first things that he pointed to. Um, and I wanted to be sure that you knew that and you Appreciate shared that. that. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just share with you on that. I, I went through that in 2004. Uh, my pet dad passed in the season mm -hmm. and um, you know so obviously like a lot of things in life when you've walked down a path you know you have a better appreciation understanding uh, but you know losing a parent is something uh, nobody wants to go through and uh, but I can also say as a parent no parent wants 
uh, their children to go before the parent. That's the only good thing I can share there. But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, hey, we're all humans. Not everybody reaches out, Coach. Yeah. I, I appreciate that you did. Uh, before I let you go, I had the audacity to Look put together what I thought of was the best all-time offense and defense oh boy. Big Ten history. Who did I leave off? Man. You could be here debating for a long <laughs> yeah, time. No, that's oh, got it's oh, kind of the point. Well, there's two of these. I didn't see that. Well, okay. I got offense and defense. I got you. I got you. You know, you think about impactful players, and we've had so many great players the last 20-plus years. The, the igniter for us, I'm looking at Jack Tatum, mm. the igniter for us was Bob Sanders. Uh, oh, man. So a five foot eight guy yeah. impacted our program like a giant. He, The first time he went on the field as a starter, our tempo just picked up. He did it on special teams from day one. But we played Wisconsin. He started his first game against Wisconsin in 2000, and it just – change the tempo and our, our demeanor. And we grew into a really good defensive team and have been good ever since. So I, I would suggest he might be a guy that you consider. Um, Tremendous short king energy. Tremendous. Mm. Yeah, the only one I would also throw out there is, uh, I'm trying to see if he's on here, Reggie Roby. No, he's not on there. But, you know, but, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and I don't know anything about punting or kicking, anything special teams wise, but when you can hear a ball the way he punted a ball, that, that's a good sign. Okay. Like there's just, you know, it sounded like a gun going off when he hit the ball. It just, I, I've never seen anything like it Wow. in my time coaching. So just a phenomenal talent and a great human being, great guy. So I'll throw that one out well, there for I you too. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Iowa coach, Kurt Ferentz, thank you so much, sir. It's my pleasure visiting with you. Thank you. I'm here with Michigan State players, Drew Beasley, Jalen Naylor, and Xavier Henderson. Guys, how you doing? Good, good, glad to be here. Right on. So like. I want to start with this because y'all were in a very, I think, interesting position last year and that you had a first-year head coach and Coach Tucker in the middle of a COVID year. What did you learn about yourselves and Coach Tucker during 2020? Drew, let's start with you. Well, last season we learned that, you know, we can prevail through any odd uh, predicament that we were in, you know, first year with Coach Tucker and, you know, the COVID season, you know, just piling upon us at a very indecent time so but we were able to push through we were able to have a season we only won two games last year but you know there's a lot of we can learn from last season and carry over into next season and I think that's the positive from that. Jalen what'd you learn? Um, I would say just adversity just over overcoming adversity um, being able to do all these COVID tests and do all these things around COVID to still be able to play football. It was a lot, it was a lot mentally, physically on us, but we was able to get through it. Um, um, we had a rough season last year, but um, there's, like Drew said, there's a lot of things we can learn from and go for it from there. Professor X, what you got? I learned um, kind of like the rest of the world, like you got to lean on people like each other. Like we only had who we had in the building. And we kind of just met a new, we had a new coaching staff that we all loved. Um, it was great getting to meet them, but we had to lean on each other as players. Um, and I think that kind of, as a leader, the, something we can carry over, that's what we need to do, even if it's a regular year without COVID, you know. So we got to continue that into uh, this year, um, lean on each other as players and, and as people, and, and we can get through it. So for Drew and Xavier, I got to know Coach Hazleton a little bit when he was at Kansas State. And this is a man who had told me, hey, I think we should just call the game somebody scores 40. Like, I just, I hate this. Right. <laughs> how, does, how does the messaging work for Coach Hazleton 
about stopping other offenses? I mean, he's a guy that's going to tell to you straight. He's going to tell you what his expectations are, and, you know, that's the way we're going to succeed. And, uh, you know, <laughs> as crazy as he is in the meetings and as enthusiastic as he is, you know, he's a really great coach. He tr really tries to get the best out of every single person, whether you're a starter or you're on scout team. You know, he's all about fulfilling his role and help bringing everyone along with him. Yeah, Coach Hazleton's great. He's been just a ball of energy. He doesn't stop, really. Um, and, and you can see that in the way he coaches. Um, and Coach Hazleton, his big thing is trust. Like, trust the defense, trust him. He's not going to lie to us. He wouldn't lie to us. And, and so we just got to trust each other and trust him and the defense, and, and we'll be all right out there. Jalen, what has been the message from Coach Johnson about putting points on the board? Uh, we just got to do our assignments. It, each person has an assignment. If we ex execute the assignment, we'll, we'll be successful each play. So that, that's our biggest thing, just executing executing each person and what, what their role is in offense. So that's pretty much it. I got one in particular for you, though, because I'm, I'm a track dude. I let it in track. So when I say 10-7 and 21-5, that means something to me. Mm -hmm. Who on this squad? is going to be on your Olympic team for a four-by-one, you running an anchor? Uh, if I'm running an anchor, uh, that's a tough question. Man. Just like, save your I'm, point to himself. I'm, I'm going to have X started off. Thank okay. you. I'm going to have X started off. off. He's going to pass it to, uh, then we're going to go to Jay Reed yeah. for second leg. Uh, Ooh, that's tough for him. That third leg, man, that's the, that's the strongest leg You right might as well put Mike on the curve. Yeah, we could throw Mike Dow on the Dow. curve. We could throw Mike Dow on the curve. Mike can run. I'll now. bring him home. Oh, for real? I'll bring it home. You yeah. leaning into it? No, yeah. Mike can run. Yeah, Mike can run. Strong legs. We'll run 40 points. Yeah. Ooh, what about Ooh. Kenneth, though? I'd like to see it. You know what? You might have, I'm not, you might have to take That's me tough. out. You might have to take me out see? and put Kenneth in there. Oh, well, hey. Whoever yeah. got the best start. Same yeah. squad, four, four by four? Oh, no thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm just checking. I don't want to run a four by four. We'll we throw Kenneth on the four yeah. by four. Yeah, see? Kenneth on the four see? by four. It's a man's race right there. Yeah. It's my that four, race. That four honey. It's different. I put together what I thought was the best all-time Big Ten offense and defense ever. Please tell me who I missed. Here we go. We're going back. Where's, uh... Look at Chase. Okay, I don't see Mr. Charles. Oh, Chuck, <laughs> Mr. Woodson, Jim Leonard. Love That's ball. a squad, man. And switch when you can. Yeah, you know? let me see this. Let me know who I missed. Jack Tatum. No offensive side? I don't want to say nothing stupid. Y'all missing, miss, missing one on offense. Uh-uh. Who's that? Me. Charles. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Him, yeah. See here. Charles I'm Rogers. Playing. See, see? I'm playing. Charles, Charles, that boy. Yo. This is a squad right here. Jesus. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Now, Wait, let me see that one. I can't Ooh, say Justin much because he got right with us. Yeah. Because he got really right with us. Let's say, who would you let want to see? That's the best quarterback. Ooh, wee. I can't really think about Don't who. You think Kittle really should be on here? Numbers. Who? I mean, George like George Kittle. Maybe Ooh. Braxton Miller. He was an Iowa guy, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. George Kittle. You got George Kittle? I put him on here. Okay. He's awesome. a baller so, now. Hey, defense. Was he balling in Iowa? George Kittle played defense. Okay. George Kittle played defense, is that what you're saying? No, no, tight end Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah, like if I'm putting together an all blocking team, I'll put George Kittle on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, I get, yeah. That's Zeke, a squad, right? Yeah. Zeke and Jonathan Taylor, huh? I mean who you who who you taking off? Who are we taking off? I don't want to disrespect anybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I had to tackle J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> and the next week I had to tackle Jonathan Taylor. So, so which one would you rather face? I'd rather, I'd rather see Jonathan in okay. the hole, honestly. Okay. But I don't want him to see this. <laughs> I don't want him to see this and get mad about it. And doesn't, he I might, play, doesn't he play here? Doesn't he? Yeah, isn't he, isn't he here? Isn't he uh, around uh, here somewhere? <laughs> like you walk through the door right now? What'd you say? Nothing. Um, That's funny. What, what kind of numbers was Drew Brees putting up? Like, I heard Drew Brees was putting up numbers. Yeah, Purdue, yeah. I know he was putting up numbers. I don't want to put Drew Brees. I, I need a mobile quarterback. I need a mobile quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have somebody can move around. Got to have somebody move around. Yeah. I'm not mad at Justin Fields. You can leave him right there. Yeah, you can leave this. Xavier Henderson, Jalen Naylor, Drew Beasley, thank you so much for doing this, guys. This is fun. Yes, sir. Really appreciate you, man. I'm here with Iowa players Zach Van Valkenburg, Tyler Linderbone, and Tyrone Tracy Jr. How you guys doing? Great, good. Doing good. Um, what are you most excited about? Uh, just to get the fans back in Kinnick Stadium. I think that's going to be a really special moment. All right, why, why do you think that's going to be a really special moment? Because uh, we got the best fans in the nation. I think we have uh, some of the, the best energy uh, that comes from the fans in the stadium. So without them there, you know, some of the energy was definitely down last year. So with them coming back, it's definitely going to be a good experience. Okay. Tyler, what are you excited about? Uh, just another chance to compete, you know. You only get four to five years to play college football. Um, so I think the guys are excited. Um, you know, we got fall camp coming up. Uh, you know, last year, obviously, you know, it was a different year in college football. Um, but we're ready, you know, to get, get college football back to what it was, um, get fans in the stadium and, you know, Pat Kinnick. It's interesting you say four to five years. I'm going to get back to that because that's, that's an Iowa thing that I want to talk about. Zach, what about you? Yeah, so I got a second Tyrone there. I think uh, having the fans back in Kinnick is going to be a great experience. Um, you know, we kind of missed that last year, and it's going to be a lot of energy. Does anybody ever ask you about how you get that neck? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking, man. Like, you all muscle over here. Coach Braithwaite. Oh, for real? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. All right. What it is about being with Coach Braithwaite in that room that is different, you think, compared to other Big Ten teams? Um, I think just, um, you know, we have a great, like, you know, program, you know, according to scientific principles. I'm sure they, they do all their research yes. and stuff. But, um, you know, there has a human edge to it. And, uh you know, if you mess up, it's come back, do it again, do it right. Um, there's no, no one's putting each other down. Like, it's, it's a really good environment to work in. I know. Tyler, I look at dudes coming off that offensive line, and y'all all mean, y'all all big, y'all all nasty. How do you get that? <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> got, got nothing to do with being a hawker. No, no I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's how Iowa football plays. Um, you know, that's our style of offense, uh, just pound the ball. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on, you know, running the ball. Um, you know, anytime we hear a run play called, you know, all five guys are excited, so. Uh, how often are they going to hear a run play called? I mean, it's going to be pretty often. <laughs> it's going to be pretty often, but, you know, we're still going to get them passes in there, too. Hopefully every time. Well, hey, I was just going to say, fast blocking for the birds. All right, I want to switch to what I think are going to be some more fun questions, so by all means, have fun with them. Tyler, let's start with you on this one. What would be your Madden rating? <laughs> Zach already making a face. <laughs> so it's Tyrone. Yeah, that's a little tough. Madden rating. Like if we like had a college football, like what would be like? No, Madden. 
<laughs> like a like a fifty-two. <laughs> fifty-two. Zach, where you at? Yeah, if he's a fifty-two, then I gotta be like a like yeah, a forty-nine. So he just said he's a bar <laughs> low. He's fifty-two. Bar if he's fifty-two, man, we like some forty-nine, <laughs> forty-eight. All right, adjusted. What is his rating? What is his? Yeah, I say his. Like realistically, I say like seventy-five. Okay. Sounds like Santa Fe, because like, I, mean, I think he'd be that's a pretty, rookie. That's good. Yeah, I think he'd be, I think he'd be good. good. That's real good. Be good. Um, who's your favorite past college football player ever? Past college football player. Um, I still wouldn't be more college. I obviously played college, but uh, um, Howie Long. Okay. Why Howie? Well, or do I mean Chuck Long? Chuck's, Chuck's quarterback. Howie, I meant Howie. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> got mixed up there. Um, I just remember watching like a like a like a documentary about him, and then and then watched some of his play style, and I thought he was just a really hard nosed guy, and I wanted to kind of emulate that. Right on, Tyler. What you got? College football player. College football player. Um, got to go with someone from Iowa. Probably. Who's fun to watch? Adrian Claiborne was fun to watch. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean when you say fun to watch? Um. You know, I think it was back, I think it was a video where he blocked a punt against Penn State, oh. something like that. Um, you know, they were really good when he was there. Uh, so guys in that kind of area when I was younger, growing up watching them, so. How wrong? Uh, me, I'll have to say Reggie Bush or Tavon oh. Austin. Um, I feel like those are... Uh, Throw some down, walk out, you say Taylor Austin. That come up as an Oklahoma fan. Oh, And okay. that's, that's the only game anybody remembers. Because that, that, he went off that game. <laughs> he did go crazy that game. So, I mean, they were uh, two very explosive players. Uh, so I feel like they uh, definitely mirror uh, my game uh, a lot. So uh, I, I love watching them. I love watching their highlights. I mean, tell Coach, line you up in the slot then. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, uh, I put together what I thought was the best all-time Big Ten offense and defense. Tell me who I left off that should be on this team. I ain't gonna lie, you got some really good people on here. It's a deep league. Yeah. I think there's a lot of more O-linemen that could probably deserve a Marshall Yonda. Okay, all right. Robert Gallery. Okay. I got your man's over there, though. You see you your do. man's there. You see, yeah. you see him? Yeah, he, he's I on mean, there. Okay. You do see him. Okay. I think it should just be all. I can appreciate that. No, I can appreciate that. I can. Yeah, I think, like Tyler said, uh, Adrian Claiborne okay. probably be on this one. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Ebenezer? Yeah. Yeah. Ebenezer, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. I mean, that's, I that's, say, that's, that's a tough choice. Especially if you're talking all the time. You know, I had dudes come in here talk about George Kittle. Yeah, that is a, that's a good one. Mark, no fan. I, I feel like they he got they got better, you know, once they got to the league though. Like they 100%. took their Who's the next tight end once they got to the league. Did you have a tight end on here? Mm-mm. Yeah, then yeah, probably kill Eleven, Hawk. 11 positions. I picked three wideouts. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good place to stop then. Unbelievable. Tyrone, Tyler, Zach, thanks guys for doing this. I appreciate you. Thanks, thanks for having Thank us. you. Thank you. Okay, I'm here with Purdue players Jackson Anthrop, David Bell, and George Karlaftis. Guys, how you doing? Good. I'm doing Thanks good. Yeah, man, I'm excited to talk with you. We have a, a friend on our staff who's a huge Boilermaker fan, and he is very jealous of me sitting here right now. So I'm going to start with this because I, I asked you this off camera, Jackson, but you're a legacy, what, four times over, five times over? Somewhere around there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, so the way that I look at this is I got two guys from West Lafayette and I got a guy from Indianapolis. What does it mean for you guys to be representing Purdue in Indianapolis at Big Ten Media Days, being homegrown like you are? Jackson, we'll start with you. It's pretty much just a dream come true, kind of. Um, I remember just coming here probably six or seven years ago and watching my brother do the same thing out in Chicago. So it's pretty neat to get to come from your hometown and represent your hometown university and just be here with all the other teams. It's, it's a pretty cool experience. David, you got to stay at home? Yeah, I get to stay at home. Right on, man. So like, what's it like for you to be here in your hometown representing Purdue? I think it's a huge honor, you know, growing up on the far east side of Indianapolis. Uh, I'm kind of a well-known name throughout Indianapolis, and I think this just puts a bit more publicity, not only on me, but on the university also. And I think that they picked us just to represent the university in a positive manner, and I think all three of us uh, attest to that. George, what about you? Yeah, just like, you know, just like David and Jackson said, it's a huge honor, first of all, to be here, and it's a huge honor to represent Purdue, you know. All three of us grew up as Purdue fans, uh, you know, so it's, it's a huge honor. And just to wear that gold and black every Saturday, I mean, you can't beat that for me. So it's, it's just a huge honor, and I'm, I've, I've been so blessed. How excited are you, Jackson, to play in front of people again? Oh, extremely excited. <laughs> you know, you go out there last year, and it was like just being out of practice with just another team being there. But just having the energy in the stadium, like it, it's, it's electric, especially during night games. You know, we're all looking forward to the home opener. It uh, should be exciting, and we're happy to have the fans back and bring the energy every single night. Right on. David, when you think about what you were able to do last year, what is the ceiling for you this year? And I'm going to preface this by saying you had 53 catches, six games. So a fella got drafted out of Clemson, 53 catches in 12 games. Where does that production come from, and what are you looking for this year? Uh, I think the sky's the limit, you know, not only for me, but for the offense, too. You know, we started off 2-0, and but then we went in a little of a slump. So I think we just want to try to build off those first two games we won, and I think just – uh, you know, we got a few transfers in at the receiver position, just being able to distribute the ball, not to only me, because I know coming into the season, uh, I'm going to see a lot of different coverages between a little bit of double team, bracket, and stuff like that. So I think if the other guys can step up and do their job, <clears throat> I think my job should be a lot easier. George, you get to come tearing off the end, man. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, well, last year was a weird year, for not just for us, but for everyone, obviously, with my injury and the defenses changing and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really excited. You know, I think not for just our defense, but for our team, the sky's the limit. We got a lot of young guys, a lot of guys coming back with experience, and we're, we just can't wait. You know, we have a new defense, and that's attack, 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 and we're excited to do that. See, I enjoy being around the erudite Boilermakers. I got to talk with Rondell last April, and this man's talking to me about the price of lumber in buying a house. Like, not a stretch to say, Purdue is academically inclined. How are you guys keeping focus, trying to put together a good football season, but also at a really rigorous academic institution? George, we'll start with you. Sure. Yeah, you know, for, for me, it's just kind of finding that balance between school and football. You know, for me, it's faith, family, football in that order. You know, so, so finding that balance between school and football is really important. That's, you know, when I came in early, a couple years ago in January, that was the first thing I kind of had to find. And uh, you know now I'm in 18 credit hours during the fall, 19 during the spring, and I'm on set to graduate. I'm on track to graduate in three years, you know. So and I think I you think took our 27 hours in one year. <laughs> yeah. No, 37 hours in one year. Yeah. Goodness. So, yeah. Our our academic staff and and everyone around the support staff does a great job just preparing us and you know giving us those opportunities. So uh, it's been great. 
37 is more than 27. I was an English major. <laughs> <laughs> David, about you, man? How are you keeping this all together? Uh, I just think it's really my family, because before I even made my college decision, I promised uh, my grandparents and my mother that I would get my college degree, and I think mm. uh, every time I'm in a classroom or doing work, I just think of them. And you know, going off what George said, I didn't early enroll, but I'll be graduating three years also, so I'll be graduating this upcoming spring. Jackson, you, you damn near 25, don't like, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what, 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 what we doing? What we doing? Well, I, uh, I, you get into a rhythm, you know, from going to college for that long, obviously, but um, graduated last December, and so did that, and I'm working on my master's right now. But just being able to do that and be close to those that you love, just like what David and George said, it, you know, it keeps you calm, keeps you relaxed. You know, you just take it one day at a time, and just you worry about what's coming, like, the next day. You know, you just worry about the day that you're on. So I want to switch to what I think are going to be some fun questions for you guys. And uh, Jackson, what would be your Madden rating? I don't know, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> David, you want to sign him one? <laughs> um, I think if you really get to understand the value that Jackson brings to the team, then I think most will rate him out probably by like a – 83 or 84 around that margin, but I think if you're just outside of looking in, you just look at him. Okay, some people might may rate him like a 78 or 76, but I think yeah, we don't. I don't know. Yeah, but I think, no, like, <laughs> is the speed? Are we catching? Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. I think like he brings a full package, but I just think uh, you know when Rondell coming in, he kind of his role got limited. But I think uh, this upcoming year, you know, he should have a bigger role. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up, George. Where you at? <laughs> you know. I, I don't know. I, I would like to think that my, uh, my pass rush and run stopping uh, grades would be high. I don't really play Madden, so I don't know much about it. Do any of y'all play Madden? Okay, get, get, give your mans up. Get, help your mans out. I'll say, you know, just from watching him from high school all the way to college, just the improvement, I'd say a smooth 93, 94. Okay. You know. And yourself? I'm a hard grader on myself, so I'll <laughs> okay. probably have to say like a 89, 91, you know, it's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying that I'm not one of the fastest, but, you know, I can get open, I can catch uh, pretty well. And I just think being able to show off my speed this upcoming season should be able to help that. All right, guys. I put together what I thought was the best all-time offense and defense ever in Big Ten history. I want you all to tell me who I missed. And feel free to swap the posters. George, what do you think? Yeah, I like what I see. Obviously, the, this, this conference has produced a lot of great defensive players, especially in the line and linebacker position. Um, you know, yes, yeah, been a lot of great players. Okay, so all right. I think, you know, I think the Bosa brothers might be in, in consideration for this list. Um, tough, They're tough. You know, there's been, there's been a lot of great players, though. Jackson, David, what you think of the offense? Um, I like it. You know, growing up, I was a big Le'Veon Bell fan. Okay. So I think, okay. like, he has to be in one of the considerations, too, because every week the defense was designed to stop him, stop him, stop him. And I think he overcame that. You know, he had a successful career at Michigan State and uh, so on and so forth. And then quarterback-wise, you know, of course, I may be a little biased, mm -hmm. so I definitely got to say Drew Brees. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> so I have to say that. And then, of course, I feel like just the, the small time that Rondell was here, just a huge impact that he had to flip over the program. Uh, just to see his diversity, I think he should be on there too. Right on. Jackson, what about you? Yeah, I'd have to kind of go with what David said. I mean, Justin Fields is playing for my team now. Great player. Okay, Great all right. player, so I can't say anything bad about him, but I would definitely say, you know, slide Drew Brees in there. Okay, all right, guys. George Karlaftis, David Bell, Jackson Anthrop, 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Hang on, guys. All right, I'm here with Wisconsin players, Phelan Hicks, Jake Ferguson, Jack Sanborn. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having us. Right on. So I want to start with this. Which one of y'all let the quarterback drop the trophy? Which one of y'all let Graham drop the trophy? It had to be him. (laughs) (laughs) I I was sitting there on the field and I was like, this is two pieces. (laughs) And then I I must have been the only person who saw it. And then, yeah, we were all dancing in there. Could have saved it, huh? No way, no way. Hey, <laughs> hey, <A-A-O. laughs> Well, Jake, off of that, right, after the way that the season was canceled, then got started and the way it finished, how much of a ride was 2020 for you? Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, it was tough to get in a rhythm. I mean, as a team, just being able to go, we'd be in facilities, working out, and then all of a sudden, oh, you guys can't come in for a week. And it's just like, it's like, this is what we love to do. This is why we're here. And I mean, it was just taken away and it's tough. I mean, it gets in your head. And then with COVID, I mean, you're sitting inside, you're not seeing your boys. Um, it takes a mental toll, but I mean, right now being here, being in this atmosphere, gives you, gives you hope almost. It makes, if it feels good, um, feels like it's getting back to normal. So, I mean, I can talk for myself and I'm pretty sure these guys were really excited. Well, Faye, I want to build off of that. How much are you looking forward to a full stadium full of badges stands, yelling, screaming their heads off? Man, I'm excited, man. It, you know, like I said, last year, uh, we kind of realized how much uh, we took advantage of the fans and how much they played a big part of, you know, building the atmosphere around the game. Like, we literally had fake crowd noise in the stadium. It was, like, annoying. I'm just like, <laughs> like what just is that? <laughs> like, just turn it off. But, man, I'm excited, man. You know, how to jump around, come back. Man, it's going to be a good time, so. Jack, who wins in the hole, you or Jalen? I'm going to choose me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't know. Uh, ten, out of ten, I'd mm. say uh, I'd get the better of him, but okay. he'll win a couple, maybe. What is it like for you to know that this, de- this defense is going to face an offense that is committed to running the football in practice every single day? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's something that Wisconsin has always been, and that's uh, been the identity of Wisconsin and we know that as a defense, hey, we're not going to see a better O-line, we're not going to see a better running game than what we are right now uh, in practice every single day. And then, you know, just seeing them so far in spring ball uh, gives a lot of excitement going into fall camp then and then the season just because now things are all evolving. I mean, things are picking up, things are changing, but at the same time, it's still Wisconsin. It's still, hey, we can line up and we can run the ball and uh, Everyone understands that, and uh, I'm excited to see what's in the future. Jake, how much teaching did you have to do with Graham last year, and how much better has he gotten just being out of quarantine, being out of COVID, and more or less having a full off season? Yeah, I mean, when he got COVID and he had to quarantine for those like, two weeks, he was in the dump. And I mean, I'm like, dude, all things will come around. It'll all be good in the end. Just gotta keep your head up, keep working. And that's what he did. He took that to heart. And I mean, this kid has matured. And I mean, coming from a guy who's 18 years old, who the entire country is like, you got to win the Heisman. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you can't put that on him. And I mean, he's completely matured. And this year now he's running the show. He's blocked out all the outside noise. And it's really cool to watch. And I mean, it's exciting. It's watching him grow up and become the QB that he's meant to be. And I think he has a better chance now, obviously that he's more composed and more confident, stuff like that. And um, I mean, he's my QB, so I always try to give him a little text, hey, I'm open. 
<laughs> or something like that. He texted me like at 5 a.m. when we were coming back from break, and he's like, God, I can't wait to throw some touchdowns. And I was like, dude, I'm still asleep and chill out. Like, but, I mean, he's definitely gaining that confidence and stepping into the leadership role. And I like it's, that. it's good to watch. Very cool. Bayon, I'm going to start with you with the fun questions, we'll say. All right. Good. So the first one is more of a declarative sentence. Say three nice things about your rival. Oh, wow. <laughs> three nice things. Ah. <laughs> cool stadium. Uh, Jake, uh, Jack, I feel could. free to help your mans out. Yeah, you uh, got yeah, cause I, I don't know. <laughs> I was probably just one rival or everybody? One rival. No, if you Minnesota. Think okay. Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Nice away locker room. They got a heated field. Heated field, yeah. And we usually play them in the cold, so okay. that's always nice. Yeah. Um, and I will say that they have a passion at hating us, which is which is fair, because I mean, and that's I mean, nothing you want you want a team to be mm. physical and be at their best, and they are most likely always at their best when they play us, which is you couldn't ask for more out of a rival. Uh, little brother, though. No, that's, that's, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Jack, what would be your Madden rating? That I was saying if they asked me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got no idea. Yeah. Um, Anybody play Madden? Yeah, yeah I play a little bit of Madden. Okay. Nice little nice sticks. <laughs> okay. Uh, 99. 99. <laughs> I'd be like a 74. <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh are, we talk, are we talking when I, if we first get there, or like, am I, yes, am when, I a veteran? When you first, first get there. Oh, 60. oh yeah. I mean, he said I mean, 60. The, the Madden Raiders, I mean, it'll be like a 67 yeah, or something. something crazy like that. I'll probably 62. be like a, I don't know about that. I'll probably be like a 70. As long okay. as, my, as, long as oh. my speed is 90 plus, I'm good. We good. Man, <laughs> the people get real upset about their speed and their awareness on this game, man. All right, fellas. I put together what I thought of as the best all-time Offense and defense in the okay. Big Ten. Tell me who I left off. You got Jim Leonard. That's all that mattered to me. You got that right. <laughs> I'd say Ryan Ramchek just because he was a welder mm. at a little sister school, D3, and he played one year and was first-round draft pick. No, I like that. I like that. Feel free to switch. You're not trying to take Coach Leonard off that list? No. Travis Beckham, maybe, for tight end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got it right so far. You got JT in there. I don't have a tight end on there. Yeah, 11 positions. Jake Long. He's a freak athlete. Okay, yeah, you got it right. All right. Yeah, I feel like it's all this. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. As long as you got Wisconsin on there, you got it right. <laughs> I got Coach Leonard on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fayon, Jake, Jack, thank you guys so much for doing this. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm here with Rutgers players Bo Melton, Olakunle Fatukasi, and Noah Vedral. How you guys doing? Good, Good sir. Right on, man. Right on. So, I want to start with this, man. Uh, Y'all played what I thought was one of the most entertaining games that I saw all of last year, right? In that triple overtime game, what are you thinking to start, Bo? Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y'all played more than one overtime game. I keep forgetting this. Overtime, another one? Yeah, no, but Michigan is who I'm thinking of. That's right. what I'm thinking of. What right. are you thinking? 
when you're in the middle of it? Oh, I'm just like, uh, another overtime. <laughs> <laughs> there's another overtime. Okay. He said there's another one. Let's just go. Let's go play. Okay. All another right. one. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep chopping them. Oh, man. I'm, I'm getting tired just watching it, man. I'm telling you. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this game going, how are y'all going to keep doing this? Lukele, what you thinking? I didn't even know after the game it was 12 o'clock. For real? Yeah, I didn't even know. I know it was a long game because it's three overtime. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was like 12 o'clock. But when the first overtime, like, all right, we got this. Second overtime, all right, make the field go. Uh, third overtime, like, damn. <laughs> like, got to keep going, like, you know. But, you know, we just, you know, we couldn't make, we couldn't win. But at the end of the day, it was just next game. Yeah, man. No, Noah, what you got? Yeah, no, just one play at a time for us. That was, with overtime being on the 25-yard line and not being, like, full okay. series, okay. it's a lot more focused on those, those plays as a whole. You get only a limited number of players, a limited number of space. So the detail and the execution is really important. See, that's an interesting way of thinking about it because when you say one play at a time, I'm like, yo, that's an endless amount of plays. 25-yard mm. line, yep. get so much time. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. All right, so, like, when Coach Ciano returned to Rutgers, we all had our jokes and whatnot, and then y'all come out here and play a little football. What has it been like inside your locker room, we'll start with you, Bo, to know that, hey, look, we over here doing something now. We believe in this man. This man believes in us. I think our locker room was advised by our culture, mm -hmm. um, family trust trap. Mm -hmm. um, forget about me, I love it. We sacrifice for each other. Mm -hmm. And us having an opportunity to play alongside our players, and especially this offseason that we had with COVID and um, slowly slowing down, it gives us the opportunity to bond with our players. And I think that was the biggest thing for us in uh, bonding with Coach Shiano and the staff. Are, are, you, are you the better mountain? Listen, man, we, we play the same. Same blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kunle, what are you thinking, man? How is the culture thinking? I feel like during the offseason, it's just great energy, great vibe. Like, we grind every day, Monday through Friday. The best thing I like about the end of the week is every Friday, we got everybody dancing. It's Friday, you know that? Yeah, yeah. everybody's dancing because, you know, we had a great week in grinding. Like, there's dancers, like, he's the dance. He's one of the dancers, best dancers on the team. Play Jersey Club and just, like, every Friday, every Friday. Okay. Going live, just going, just celebrating because we just had a great week. It was just grinding. So uh -huh. that's one thing I like to do. Noah, what about you, man? What's the culture for you? The culture is just hard work. Like O3 said, we get to the end of the week and everyone's just excited one week down, ready for the next. Like celebrating that work you put in, but also a little bit of time off to recharge and go at it again. So that culture of just every single workout, every single day, um, looking for the next thing to get better at. I know. So I want to move to what I think are going to be some fun questions. So by all means, have fun with them. Uh, Noah, we're going to start with you, man. Name three nice things about your rival. Three nice things about our rival. <laughs> I thought it was the opposite. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, well, the whiteout's pretty cool. The, okay. the stadium when they white it out. Okay. Um, oh, three? Let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing? Bo, you got something? You got something, Bo? What rival? Any team? Who do you think your rival is? Ah, oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I feel like right now we just one game at a time right now. So can you say something nice about any of the teams on your schedule? I can say something about the league. Okay. They got some you great. You in the league. I know. I'm talking about the Big Ten. Yeah, got... you in this league. Yeah. So are you saying something nice about yourself too? 
No, nah, it's not me particularly. Okay. Me, I'm okay. just talking about one position unit. Okay. I love the running backs for some reason. They, they just humble. They're humble. They're humble. Every running back I played against, they just humble. I try to know. Huh. I I usually talk smack. Right. I try, I can't do it to them. I tried. They just like good guy, good good, good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't do it to them. Bo, you got anything? Something nice? Yeah, we got a lot of good receivers in this league. Mm. I think we do. And uh, some of the best in the, in, the, in the whole nation. So, yeah, I'm cool with some guys. Okay. I'm cool with Ty Fryfogel. Some good dude. Nah, man, I, I just met him. He seemed that way to me, too. I put together what I thought of as the best all-time offense and defense in Big Ten history. Y'all take a look at that. Trade as you need. Tell me who I left off. Yeah, I wish I knew most of them. <laughs> what you say? I said, I wish I knew most of them. Oh, you wish you, okay, all right. Anybody over there you do know? Yeah, we know Chase Young, Ryan Shazier, Charles Woodson. Okay. That's it, like J.J. Watt. Switch it when you can. Bo, what you got on that list? Uh, I like the list. Okay. I really can't thank anybody. Like, I, I tried maybe Michael Thomas. Okay. But like, um, that's what comes in my mind. Okay. No, what you got? Not much, honestly. It's a good list. I mean, it's hard to argue over any of these players. I got a question. What you got? What, what school Tom Brady came from? He wasn't no good in Michigan. He wasn't? Oh, he wasn't no man. No, my bad then. No, it's cool. Like, it's, it's cool. He the GOAT in the NFL. In the NFL, he the GOAT, right? I would say defense, Jersey guy, Jabril. Ooh, Peppers. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, you can do a lot. You can do a lot. People don't like it because he did a lot. He wasn't solely like a defensive player there. Right. He played offense, kick return, punt return. He did a lot, but I don't know why I would put him in. Anybody going to say Paul Robeson? I was going to so say I know Paul I was thinking I about, about him. You know about Paul Robeson? Yeah. I was thinking about Ray Rice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, like, I heard of him. I seen the highlights. I think. Man, you made me feel old talking about I heard of him. Yeesh. I'm getting that old? I never saw Paul, Paul Robeson highlights. Nah, you, nobody would have seen Paul Robeson. So I can't, I can't put him on. I was say, no, no, nobody would have seen Paul Robeson highlights. Now that's cool. I'm about to go find him and watch how he played, man. Put him on this list. Noah, Olakunle, Bo, thank you so much for taking the time, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Here with Michigan State head coach, Mel Tucker. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just living the dream. How are you? I'm getting there, coach. I'm getting <laughs> there. How does it feel for you to be able to participate in Big Ten Media Days as much as you want to participate in Big Ten Media it's, Days? It's been a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this. This is a dream come true for me to be here as a head coach at Michigan mm -hmm. State University, a Big Ten you know, Media Day. I mean, that's, it, it's huge, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. So what did you learn about yourself in 2020, specifically to you? Yeah, I learned that, uh, that you have to be resilient. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be resilient and you, uh, you can talk about being a servant leader. Mm -hmm. When you go through a, a time like COVID, a COVID mm -hmm. season, it, it's all about serving. It's all about taking care of your people. You know, the, the health, the safety of your players, but not just the players, but your staff. Mm -hmm. You know, you got guys that have families, you know, wives and kids at home, 
you know, we're out there uh, coaching guys, guys are playing, no vaccine, mm -hmm. you know, wearing a mask, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all day, every day, testing six days a week. And at the end of the day, you, you got to care about people. Mm -hmm. You have to make decisions like what is in the best interest of this individual? I see you as a person, as an individual, not just a coach, not just a player. And so uh, being a servant leader um, to me is very important. And I had an opportunity to really uh, exhibit that you know, for an entire season. Um, and it's, it's uh, something that I'm proud of. I'm proud of our entire staff because we really served each other. What were you most proud of with your kids in 2020, Coach? I, I was really proud of their resiliency. Okay. It, 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 was a, it was a tough season. You know, you got a coaching change, mm. um, which is always uh, tough on the players. Uh, and then COVID, uh, a lot of un uncertainty. Uh, but the players, uh, they never quit. Uh, they, kept, they, they kept coming back, and uh, they were resilient. And we won some big games, especially against the school down the road. Uh, and anytime you can get that win, uh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great deal in, in East Lansing. So you got to go through a full off season in Michigan State for the first time. Huh. How thrilling was that for you to just go through 15 spring practices and not have to worry? <laughs> yeah, that was like a dream come true. I mean, you, <laughs> you know, you, you, don't take that, you don't take those for granted anymore. I mean, that's, that's normal. I mean, it was the, that was the first time in 24 years that we, that we didn't have, I didn't have spring ball or an OTA. You know, it, it was, uh, it was, it was, that was, that was, it was incredible, you know, to not have an off-season conditioning program, like winter conditioning, you know, not to have, you know, spring practice, you know, to be able to teach, motivate, and develop your team, not having a comprehensive full summer program, you know, right before the season is when you, when you really get, when you really get in shape, when you really put it together, you know, we, we didn't have that. Um, and, you know, it was all taken away and it happened so quickly. And then to, uh, to, with the changes in the schedule, and then the, the announcement, okay, now it's time to play, you know, just having a couple weeks to get ready to play. I mean, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was bizarre. But, 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 but now we're back to normal, you know. We're back to normal. We had a, we had a normal offseason. We had a great spring practice. We had a great summer. You know, we're rocking and rolling. I mean, life's good. I appreciate you saying it was bizarre because me watching the sport from the outside, that's how I felt. Even as people were trying to tell me that this is something like normal because it's 11 aside and you're playing football, well, and that's, those stands are empty, right? Y'all pumping in crowd noise. This is, this is bizarre. There's nothing normal about this. Yeah. When you have to adapt to such things, what do you learn that you want to take with you into 2021? I mean, obviously, nobody wants to play without fans again, but perhaps they're parts of what you did to work around mm -hmm. the restrictions that you had that you want to keep, any of those things? Well, you know, the, the neutral thinking mm. that, that we adhere to, you know, we, we believe in that as a program, and that really, uh, you know, that really served us well. And, and neutral thinking is, is basically taking the judgment out of it, you know, and going uh, and taking the emotion out of it and going right to the truth, going right to the facts and saying, hey, listen, it's not good or bad, it's not right or wrong, you know, just it is what it is. Mm -hmm. What do we know? And that determines what we need to do next. Mm -hmm. And that's how we were able to adjust and adapt and make it through every day and keep everybody, everyone safe, everyone healthy, and keep the train on the tracks. And that's something that we're going to carry forward with us. Uh, and that's a part of our program. That's part of our culture. We're going we're gonna to be neutral in our thinking. And we're going to do what we need to do. And it takes what it takes. 
Uh, Coach, I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions. So yeah, please, cool. by all means, have fun with them. Uh, the first one oh, is, can you say three nice things about your rival? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> Who was your favorite college football player growing up? Um, that's a great one. Maybe, maybe Tony Rice. Really? Yeah, because I was an option quarterback in high school. Okay. Yeah, I was a wishbone quarterback in high school. Wow. Yeah. Tony Rice, that's a pull. Uh, if you could add a fictional or movie football player to your roster, who would you take? A fictional or a, a movie football player mm -hmm. to my roster. I remember watching a movie. I I think it might have been was it was it Wildcats? Yeah. They were like in the penitentiary, and there was a guy who was like, you remember the Iron Jaws guy? Yeah. He was sticking his arm on his clothesline and cast. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Give me that guy. He went to Wildcats pool. Yeah. He went to Cody Hall Wesley yeah. Snipes. <laughs> what? Hey, give no, me, I'm with that. Give me those dudes, man. Okay. All right. No, I'm with that. I'm with that. I like that, Coach. Uh, what was the last job you had before getting into coaching? The last job I had before getting into coaching, I was selling food door to door on the east side of Cleveland. Steaks, chicken, seafood, and pork. At the truck? Yep, direct sales. Wow. Yes, were you, sir. Were you, were you good at it? Uh, yes, I was. Okay, all right. I took, well, let's say I had the audacity to put together what I thought of as the best all-time Big Ten offense and defense, who did I leave off? So you got Justin Fields, mm. Rodgers, Paul, you got David Boston on there. See, Jonathan see. Taylor. I'm glad you appreciate David You Boston. got Jonathan Taylor, mm. boom, Jake Long, Desmond Howard, Joe Thomas. Uh, you, you, you miss Robert Smith. Okay, okay. Um, He'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rob. He's a Cleveland guy, Euclid guy. Um, man, you got, but you got Zeke on there. I mean, um, and you got defense yeah, behind. Yeah, defense. Mm -hmm. um, defense. We got. Uh, I can't really argue with this, man. You got some. Uh, you got some, when. I know that I know that you do your homework when you got Chris Gamble on here, cause Chris Gamble was a bad man. Hey, look, look, that was my formative years too. Like you coached him, I'm 15 watching him, but I I remember that game, and it man. means so much to me that he was able to play both ways. Man, and you know, in that in that uh, championship game, uh, we put him on Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. And we put we had Dustin Fox flipped him over and put him on Roscoe Paris on the other side. I look, mean. Look. What did Andre do in that game? We, we, we need to talk more about you putting Dustin Fox over there in the first place. <laughs> but I don't think we have time. <laughs> Michigan State coach Mel Tucker, thank you so much, sir. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm here with Purdue coach Jeff Brom. Coach, how are you doing? Very good. How are you? I'm good, sir. I want to start with this. Uh, have you started recruiting the next Anthrop? Well, Jackson Anthrop uh, is valuable to our team. So anytime you can get somebody that's unselfish, that does whatever he's asked, that uh, obviously wants to go out there and make plays, but you know doesn't really care who gets the credit, he just wants to win. Uh, it means something to him. Uh, we love him to death. He's been a great 
uh, ambassador for our program, and we're hopeful that he finishes strong this year. Well, I, I was teasing him a bit about this because he's doggone near eligible to rent a car, still be Purdue football player, but having that sort of experience and that veteran leadership is quite honestly new to you because we have this eligibility freeze. How has that shown itself to have some unintended benefits for you? You know, Jackson being a super senior, as they call him, um, you know, we don't have really many of them on our team, but uh, you couldn't ask for a better one. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, if you let him, he'd play another six years. And, uh, <laughs> he'd love every ounce of it, and his family would love every ounce of it. They're into it as much as he is. So he's a great benefit because, you know, he bleeds uh, black and gold. Um, you know, he wants to, to do great things. He wants his teammates to do great things. He takes a lot of pride in uh, representing his area, his his school in Purdue, and uh, he's got a lot of family history there, and they've all come, you know, attended Purdue, did a very good job, and, and really were productive. So, you know, I think he'll be a success after football, and he'll be able to accomplish anything he wants. Well, a lot of that I think is a Purdue education, uh, extremely academically involved your kids, and I point that out because I got to talk with. Ron Dale in April heading into the draft. And one of the things he had said before he got to the program was, I'm gonna buy my mom a house. I asked him to buy my mom a house. And, yeah, but the price of lumber today, RJ, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's through the roof. And I don't know if we can do that right now. Have you ever had any other kid as inclined to be thinking about life after football and quite honestly around football as Rondell Moore? Rondell was unique. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not many like him. Uh, to be able to graduate two and a half years, to take I don't remember, 27 hours uh, during the season of his last year and still get, you know, 3.75 or higher throughout his entire college career and play at a high level. And uh, it doesn't happen very often. And uh, you know what? He wanted to be successful. He wanted to be an NFL player. He wanted to get a degree. He wanted to take care of his family. And, uh, you know, he had uh, a lot of people in his family that uh, were supporting him along the way, and he wanted to give back to them. So. You know, I'm sure he's going to do it, and uh, I hope he has a tremendous amount of success. Uh, I'm sure he would have uh, benefited greatly from NLI to be able to do that, but now he's, uh, you know, getting taken care of by playing football as a profession, and I think uh, he'll make a lot of people happy. You mentioned the 27 hours that he took at one point, and George Karlaftis was kind enough to tell me he took 18 and then 19 in back-to-back -back semesters, and I'm thinking, hold, hold, hold on, how? And uh, what? I mean, uh, how do you keep recruiting these kids that are able to do all of these things? I mean, that's an outstanding pass rusher who's also going to graduate in three years. We're fortunate enough to be at Purdue as a coach mm -hmm. and have that academic reputation. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of guys that decide to play football at Purdue want to have success on the football field, want to do great things beyond, but they have other interests and they have balance in their life and education means a lot to them. And, uh, being a success whenever football's over is something that uh, they're striving for. Uh, so, you know, the academics, uh, the, the, the focus that they individually put on academics themselves and, and want to achieve success and get a degree and as fast as they can nowadays, they're competitive. Uh, they want to get that thing in their hand really, uh, you know, motivates them to, to get it done. So we're, we're lucky, we're fortunate to have guys that really are self-motivated as well, especially when it comes to academics. One of the guys that you brought with you today is also David Bell, and I singled him out because I was looking this up and I wanted to make sure I had this right. There's receiver Clemson played for a national championship a couple years ago, and was obviously there in the playoff who caught 53 passes in 12 games. 
David Bell caught 53 passes in six games. How are you able to distribute the ball in such a manner, Coach? Well, David's talents are very unique and uh, extremely hard worker, uh, very athletic, great ball skills, um, outstanding at everything he does. Football, basketball, was a, a high-level basketball player that helped his team uh, to the state championship. I think they went undefeated and won and uh, beat Romeo state. Langford's uh, team on the last second shot, won by David Bell. And it's just a, a natural, like he, he exudes confidence and uh, he, he wants the ball in clutch situations. He uh, can catch it like no other. Um, he can catch contested balls like no other. And really, he wants to elevate his game even more. So we're you know, going to try to do that. Uh, he's got to put in the hard work, which we ha he has. We allowed him some time this spring to get healthy. He's had mm -hmm. some nicks and things throughout his career. We wanted to give him time to get healed up. I think he feels better now than he ever has. And uh, we're going to try to move him around a little bit more so than maybe in the past and allow him to maybe even do some more things because I do think he can be as good as he want to be, as he wants to be. Now we want to, you know, not put too much on his shoulders, but I do want him to be able to showcase all of his talents because he is as talented as, as I've been around. I want to pivot to what I think are some fun questions, Coach. Some that I've given to the coaches, a lot of I've given to the kids. Can you say three nice things about your rival? Well, Indiana is a, um, you know, academic university. <laughs> that, uh, you know, is in the state uh, of Indiana, in Bloomington, uh, Indiana. Uh, their colors are crimson. Um, and um, you know what? I think they enjoy playing football. Hmm. Are those three or four? That's four, Coach. Okay, That's four. We did great. We did good. Uh, of the, let me go at this, this way. Which movie player would you most want to join your team? Movie football player. TV football player, fictional football player? Well, I'm a little older than the average, um, you know, player that we have. So, you know, way back when I was growing up, uh, you know, it would have to be crew from the longest yard. But you go with uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah, correct. Okay. The, the original version. Okay. Um, you know, kind of played with some swagger, had some confidence. Uh, you know, had some lead, natural leadership skills, uh, wasn't scared to make the big play and to do something out of the ordinary. Uh, and he seemed like a guy that you would want on your team. Okay, superstar. Uh, I want you to take a look at these right quick. I put together what I thought of as the best all-time offense and defense in Big Ten history. Tell me who I left off, Coach. Oh, shoot. Uh, this will take a little bit of a while to absorb, but... Uh, okay. Um, you know, for me, I'd have to I'd have to say Drew Brees, a quarterback. You know, being a, a, a uh, the Purdue coach, uh, while Justin Fields is going to have a great career, Drew, uh, his record speaks for itself. And uh, so I'd say Drew Brees. Okay, coach. Coach Jeff Brown, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate you. Okay, thank you for having me. I'm here with Rutgers head coach, Greg Schiano. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I was taking a look at your 2020 season. A lot of things stepped out to me. The first was y'all were incredibly good at turning people over, even in this really wild year. How'd you get 19 turnovers out of this defense your first year back? Well, I, we emphasize it a great deal. You know, I think every staff does, but maybe we do some things that take it to another level. Mm -hmm. And I think more important than anything, our players bought into what we were teaching. And they, you know, you could see it, at least them trying to execute what we were asking them to do. And at times it created 
created those plays. So, um, and as you know, they come in, sometimes they come in droves and then it goes dry for a while. But, uh, you know, they stuck with it. I think having that, that chop mentality of just keep going and going and going, it'll happen, kind of paid off. How do you feel about being the talisman for Rutgers football? Because it feels like when you're there, it's a good football program. When you're not, not so much. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, it is good to be, not good, it's great to be back. It really is. Um, you know, I really believed my whole time there, the first time that Rutgers belonged in the Big Ten Conference. Mm. And we were unable to get that done while I was there. But uh, fortunately, it happened. And more fortunately for me, at least, I got a chance to come back and take a second swing at my dream job. And, and to do it in the Big Ten Conference at Rutgers, that's, it really is a dream come true. What are you most looking forward to about this 2021 season? I want to see the development of our team. And when I say that, I mean the cultural development of our team. Uh, I think the first step was our team bought into what our culture is and what it's going to be going forward. Now, can we really pass it down to the younger guys, to the new arrivals? Can we continue to grow in the culture? You never arrive. It's a continual process. Because when that's there, the behaviors are going to come and we're going to be fine. But when it's not there, those behaviors are going to be all over the map. And that's when you have really inconsistent results. Well, you've had a lot of new faces join your program through the portal and through your recruiting. But when the kids talk to me about this, they, when they bring up the term culture, one of the things they pointed to is a dance party on Fridays. Do I have this right? <laughs> what, what, what is Friday about? Well, that's their dance party okay. because I would put a real damper on their dance party. I promise you okay. that. Okay. But yeah, it is, it is fun. I've walked through many a time and I, I enjoy watching. Yeah, they, they, they crank it up in there. Pretty good. So one of the things that I'm also very interested in huge recruit fan, right, is the state of New Jersey puts out player after player after player. How important is it for you to continue to establish those relationships in the state of New Jersey among high school football coaches? Well, it's, it's really important. And it's not just New Jersey. It's New York City, Long Island, Staten Island, that whole area right there. Uh, I thought, you know, in the 11 years we were there, we had great relationships and really built those relationships over those years. When we came back, a lot of those people were the same people, so we kind of picked up where we left off. And it's critical. And, and to me, what is relationships? It's doing what you say you're going to do, right, and being a trustworthy guy, telling the truth and doing what you say you're going to do. And every time you do that, people feel more comfortable with you. So I really just talk to our staff about let's just be a, a group of honest people. That This is who we are, and if you're a fit for us, great. And if you're not, there's plenty of other schools to go to. And not try to make a, you know, a square peg fit into a round hole. Let's make sure that we go out and get the guys that fit us. How do you feel about this talk of expansion to 12 teams for the college football playoff? Well, at Rutgers, I'm, I'm all for it, okay. right? It gives us okay. more access. Uh, you know, if I were somewhere else, I might not feel that way. But, you know, as they use an old saying, all politics are local. <laughs> well, Locally, we, 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 we are very pleased with it. Yeah, I mean, it's a very deep conference. It's a very deep division. And I like to see more teams get an opportunity to play for championships. I, I want to see people play until somebody beats them, or at the very least have an opportunity to play in a tournament that gives us a real national champion. But I get that that's a little bit progressive in our game. A question I, I really uh, thought about in asking you is, what's the last job you had before you were a coach? Well, it was simultaneous to me being a coach. Okay. I was sealing driveways 
So I would seal driveways in the morning and then go be an assistant high school coach in the afternoon. So that's the last job that I did that was now. That's not really true because the last job I did was in TV. Okay. And I did NFL Live when I, when I, got, when I uh, was done coaching in Tampa. That's a polite way of saying when I got fired at Tampa, you know? But I want to go back to the ceiling driveways part of this yeah. because that's a little bit different than being on TV, yeah, right? I, little... I like TV better than ceiling driveways, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is, is that how you knew you wanted to be a football coach, is that you were willing to seal driveways so you could coach high school football? No, that would be a great story, though, okay. wouldn't it? But yeah, okay. I, I, no, I, I thought I was going to law school, so I was getting ready for the LSAT and sealing driveways, and then coach, my high school coach asked me to coach, okay. Mike Miello. And uh, right from day one, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I did actually take the test because I signed up and paid the money for the Stanley Kaplan course, but uh, I never ended up seeing a day of law school. <laughs> do you mind telling us what you scored? Uh, I can't tell you that. No. Okay, okay, all right. On top of all of this, one of the things that I'm really enthusiastic about is how your kids feel energized in what they're doing and representing RU. And when I look at the program and I see you there and I see them having a good time, it means a lot to me as a college football fan because that's not always been true. How do you make this game fun for them even as they have tried over and over again to continue to get better? Well, you know, I, I really think having been the coach here before and then being away and in that time being away raising four kids, my wife, Christy, and our four kids have taught me a lot about what's important to the young people that are playing for me now, right? Because I had one son who played college football and graduated. I have two that are playing right now, and my daughter's going to play college soccer. When I listen to them, I get a different feedback. The first time I was coaching, they were all little, little guys, you know? So I think understanding, you know, I always understood how hard they worked, but I'm not sure I empathized with some of the other issues that they had to deal with and really trying to make that stuff as smooth as it can be for them. So they can keep, you know, I, I say to them often, keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. Well, if I got other stuff going on, coach, I have to take care of it, I can't ignore it. So trying to have enough people, staff, and resources to make sure we can help them through any bumps in the road. Uh, coach, I had the audacity to put together what I thought of as the all-time Big Ten defense and offense. Who'd I leave off? I don't see the Boza brothers. Oh, okay. I think we got to recognize them, right? Very much so. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Now, did they have to have played in the Big Ten, or can the school now be in the Big Ten? If you're trying to get it in Nebraska, the answer is did that player no, play? I'm trying to get at Rutgers. Big, well, that's what I'm asking, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're trying to get into the Big Ten. I'm trying, assuming that you want to get me Paul Robeson. No. Well, I could get Paul, but I don't, I don't have any video of Paul to, to relate but, to. But do you need some? Well, I don't know. I didn't know what the league was like back then. Are you going to tell me about then. Ray Rice? You... Well, I was going to tell you okay. about Ray Rice. Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why does he need to be on this? Well, he's the, the, one of the finest players I've ever coached. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's good enough for me, Coach. Coach Greg Schiano, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Here with Wisconsin head Coach Paul Christ. Coach, how you doing? Doing well, thanks. You? I'm getting there. I'm getting there, right, Coach. You good. and I, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, right. So my question for you is, who let Graham Merch drop the trophy? <laughs> I don't know, but it ended up, uh, in a weird way, ended up being a pretty good move. I want to know who had the, the tape to fix it <laughs> and to rescue it and, okay. and to create the new trophy real well. Because afterwards, you know, it, was, uh, it kind of took on a life of its own.
Very much so. Uh, well, it's a pretty good thing, I guess. I hope your uh, equipment manager is is well paid. <laughs> they not well enough. Okay. <laughs> not well enough. Fair yeah. enough. But to get to that space, right after we weren't playing football, right? And then we were playing football, and then we were playing football later than everyone else. Yeah. And then we had to get through this game and not go through that game. You had all these ups and downs at Wisconsin. How'd you keep it all together? Well, I think you, you know, kind of talked about it. You knew going into the season it was going to be different. Okay. And just tried to talk about let's, let's be grateful for what we have this day and try to find a way to make the most of it. And uh, I don't think anyone could have predicted how it would play out. Um, you know, it was it'd be certainly a thing for everyone a year you wouldn't want to repeat again. But also, you know, if you put things in perspective and relatively speaking, we were pretty fortunate. You, you know what I mean? And, and we're still playing a game. We're still, heck, we had interaction with each other and being around it. And um, there's so many other people that went through a lot worse things that, um, you know, in the end, I hope that we all learn something from it that you could apply going forward that, that makes you better. It's a brilliant perspective, Coach. I appreciate that. Uh, I got to see a little bit of Jalen Berger. Uh, I hope to see a lot of Jalen Berger right. in 2021. What did he show you as a tailback in 2020? You know, we're excited about Jalen and, and certainly, um, you know, believe this when we're recruiting him and, and believe it more so now. You know, he's, he's obviously talented. Um, you know, he. I think he's got a chance to be a good player, and like many freshmen, they've got to they've got to continue to mature mm -hmm. and to grow. And that's not like a, a negative or anything. It, it's natural mm -hmm. part of it, and um, and that's what you want to see out of all your players, and all your young players, and and Jalen's certainly one of those. I would be remiss if I did not ask you how excited you are to be playing this game in Chicago. Uh, how excited are you to get that game against Notre Dame? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited about every game we get to play, right? Okay. And, and, um, and when you get a chance to play against a really good football team, you know, not only I'm excited, but I know our players are excited. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And then to be able to do it, you know, you're playing in, you know, an NFL stadium and you know for our kids it's one new experience you know a lot of guys have watched games in Soldier Field but they've never played in them mm -hmm. you know so I'm excited for them to get that opportunity and um, you know I think that's what what makes me most excited is I know it, it'll be a good experience for our players now to take advantage of that mm -hmm. and make it a great experience you got to play well and you got to do all you can and, and you know it's gonna be a heck of a challenge playing against a really good football team. But that's also kind of the beauty of the sport is, you know, every week's a challenge. And that one's certainly going to be no different. Yeah, your schedule is unique uh, in the challenge department. There's yeah. that game. You also got a, a very stout Army team in non-conference. Right. I'm very excited to see just you guys go play some ball here, especially after after last year, because I think there's a lot of pent-up aggression from your fans that right. want to get back into Camp Randall, see if they can have a good time. Uh, how excited are you to have that place full? Oh, I think it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And, you know, I thought about that last year. We've mm -hmm. got uh, players that have played a season, but have never played in front of fans. Mm -hmm. and, 
And then I realized not just for our players what it means, but when you talk to our fans and, you know, so much of it, the, the fan experience is, it's more than just the game. You know, it's, it's who they're going with and, and what that means, you know, family or friends, or this is when we connect or, you know, so many different storylines, right? And it's the tailgate before, it's what we do after, it's the drive down, you know, so I think that it, it certainly means a ton and uh, to a lot of us and, and yet, you know, just to have that opportunity, anytime you, you start the season, you're excited for the first game and then you're playing against not just a conference opponent, but a really good team in Penn State and at home, you get the fans back, you know, certainly looking forward to that day and I'm excited for our players and uh, to, again, make the most of that opportunity. We gotta make sure that we, we put the work in so that we can uh, make the best of it. Uh, I had the audacity to put together what I thought of <laughs> as the all-time Big Ten offense and defense in the history of the league. Okay. Uh, so you have offense and defense in front of you on both of those sheets. Who did I leave off? I like that you got Joe, I like that you got JT. <laughs> Who's your tight end? There isn't one. You got one with three wide end. receivers. Yeah, you got to go with tight ends. Okay, too. who am I at? I got to get a little work on that one. But okay. But we okay. need a tight end. Okay, well, right. we need a tight end. Yeah, we need a tight end. <laughs> Bronco Negrissi, I like how he stands out. <laughs> JJ Watt, Spielman, Jimmy, very nice. Chris Gamble, Jack Tate, how about that? Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. Got to have the assassin on the defense. You know what, you can't take one of these guys off, mm. but think of who's not on there. It's it a, blows you away. Right. Well, I mean, and for me, I'm very proud to, that, that that's your defense coordinator. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Oh, right. yeah. It was Same. cool. But okay. you think about who's not on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and. But you was, wouldn't take, I'm not saying take one off. But th that's, that's, that's why pretty it's cool. a pretty cool thought yeah. experiment, right? Yeah. You could probably have six or seven of these and feel good about oh. it. Oh feel great. Yeah. Oh. You'd take them all. Oh, you, every day. Every, <laughs> every day. day. Yeah, that's right. Wisconsin coach, Paul Chris, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir.